Okay, and we're live on The Niche Agent. So today we've got some great guests for you. It's actually our first show of having two people on the show. So you guys are brothers. It's Amit and Roy, uh, I just said your last name wrong, Bandari. So you guys are from Sage Realty in Toronto, which is just east of where I'm at. So guys, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Roy Bandari. Um, together we are... We focus on uh, the market of pre-construction condos in Toronto. Uh, me and my brother, we've worked together now since 2007. Um, we, we, just like every other agent, uh, we started off, we struggled for the first couple of years. We, we stumbled. I always tell people uh, we stumbled into our niche. Um, it wasn't something that, that happened by design. It was something that was accidental, and we ran with it. Um, we've had some success now for the last four or five years, um, we average on, on average, we do around $50 million in sales per year. Um, but it's all very highly focused on the investor market in, uh, in condos in Toronto. So I work with my brother, Amit, who's also on the call, and uh, I'll let him do his own introduction. Perfect. Uh, aside from uh, what my brother said, uh, a bit about me. Um, so I, I come from a technical background, so whereas my brother comes from more of a marketing uh, background. So I think together we, we work extremely well. Um, I have a degree in IT management. Um, before real estate, I was in the, the corporate world. Uh, spent a couple of years there and uh, switched uh, switched over to real estate, as my brother said, 2007. And, uh, yeah, it's, we, we were pretty much up and down, up and down, trying to find our way in this crazy industry. And, uh, and uh, yeah, come... Uh, what was it, late 2009, maybe early 2010, where we, where we stumbled across uh, this crazy world of pre-construction, and um, like I said, yeah, we, just, we just ran with it. Awesome. So for you guys, uh, did you guys take the jump into real estate at the same time, or did one kind of lead the other? We have a, you know, our, our story going back is, is so bizarre, because I actually, I had no, I had no job, uh, I've never had a job. <laughs> I, I have no resume, I've never had a job. Um, I got my license while I was still in university. Um, so uh, second year, between second and third year, I took phase one and two. And then between third and fourth year, I took phase three. And then the second I got out of university, I started in real estate. Um, the reason I originally got my license um, was because to help my dad out. Uh, my dad had been trying to get his license. Um, he's not the most academic uh, academical person we know so uh, I said you know I'll get it and help you out whatever you need and that's basically how it started um, I mean on the other hand uh, once I started he was it was it was essentially at the same time he was a couple of months behind me uh, but by the time we started selling and things like that it was it was all done together it was all done with the intention to work together okay. now do you guys find to go into the, the working together because sometimes people can't stand working with your family members, or some people find it's one of the best things. For you guys, obviously, it's worked well because it's you guys are doing well. Do you did you find that right out of the way, or did you guys have any roadblocks or things that came up in the I, beginning? No, I, th I think the best thing that that we've always sort of um, I, I, we never it's not not something we ever learn, but we've always had this thing where we've always had complementary skill sets. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm good at A, and he's good at B. Uh, there there is some overlap, but because we, we're both good at two very different things, it's always worked out. Um, we've been in team situations um, in the past as well where it didn't work out, where you know we had two similar skill set, uh, where there was too much overlap. I think I think that's got a lot to do with it. Right. Uh, we, we have a thought, if that's what you're asking. 
we've, we've always it's it's been a been a very very healthy team to be honest. It's, we've never had we've never had roadblocks. We've always we've always worked extremely well together, and we've always been uh, on the same wavelength, which is. When we tell the people, they're like, "What? Well, you know, that's, that's crazy. It's so weird. When it's bizarre to them." That, uh, but no, we we work extremely well together. Good. I wish we had some more interesting stories on that. I really do. <laughs> but, uh, that's good. Right. Oh, it's nice to hear because there are some people who are maybe afraid to get into business with their family members or or friends. So it's nice to see that people are having success with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know teams are always difficult. We've we've seen the best and the worst of teams. Yeah. Um, so it, trust is a big thing. Um, again, I, I think it, it's all—it's always down to skill set. I think we, even we made—we've made the mistake of when we when we joined another team. Um, the problem was joining with teams where the skill set was, you know, too too much of the same. Um, so when you do try and move forward, it's you know you've got two right arms and you should have a left and a right arm. So yeah. that, that's all. I think this because the skill set is so complementary. I do things he can't do, and he does things that I could never dream of doing. So you know that 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 helps a lot. It makes um, uh, the burden of work very easy when something comes in. We you know just automatically, whether it's you know just just by working together for so long, we know okay this is his, this is mine, um, and it just makes life so much easier. So I want to dive into your niche itself. So you guys do pre-construction, and you work typically on the buying side. So you work with the right. investors buying the the uh, the new condos. You mentioned that you kind of fell into it. So how did that happen, and, and what did that look like for you guys then? I actually think this is a great story for a lot of agents because um, for a long time we, we built the business the way people told us to build the business. Um, you know, doing the uh, you know with the postcards and the a lot of the things that didn't really resonate with us. Um, we were we were resale agents for two and a half three years I think. Yeah. We knew that we knew there was always something that didn't quite click with us. Um, right. We would go into showings and, um, you know, instead of talking, to, you know, it, it, connecting with buyers and sellers on an emotional level, I would always do it on a financial level because that's my brain. I'm, I'm a, you know, I come from an analytical background. Yeah. Now, so that, you know, whenever I'm trying to talk to people, there was always that disconnect. So, you know, start doing that. We started looking at maybe, okay, maybe commercial is a better fit for us. Um, two years in, I, I remember to this day, uh, we walked into our broker's office, me and my brother. We said, you know, we can't do this anymore. This is this is enough. You know, here's our license. We're we're gonna do something else. Amit had already taken a couple of job interviews already, so we were we were ready to uh, throw uh, <laughs> throw the white towel in. Yeah. He said, give it another year. You guys have got some things going off. Um, and at the time, we had a, uh, a family. Uh, my younger brother's girlfriend at the time, now wife. Um, her parents had bought a couple of pre-construction condos four years prior. And they said, you know what, we've got a couple of listings coming up and we want to sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were nice enough to give us the listing. At the time, <laughs> we had no business taking on the listing. Uh, I've never set foot in Toronto. I uh, didn't know anything about Toronto. Uh, we were from Mississauga originally. Um, we took on the listing. And once we sold it, they told us we want to reinvest. Um, and then as soon as we started doing the research, the numbers and the, and the everything just clicked with us. It was, it was something that made sense. Um, we came across a project that we we thought was a, a great investment. Uh, we pitched it to them. We pitched it to every person we knew, um, and we went from doing you know three or four sales in a year and throwing in the towel, and then in one weekend uh, we did uh, 13 sales on the first weekend. Wow! 
So yeah. light bulb goes off and says, you know, this is this is where we we should be, um, and that's really when we said, okay, let's you know, this is this is what we want to work with. Uh, we immediately, immediately, even before we had anything set up, we started saying no to business that wasn't in this circle, yep. so we could figure out how to get into this circle, and uh, that's that's how it started. That's great. And it's funny, you mentioned the two-year mark, and a lot of agents throw in that towel of that two-year. I read somewhere the stats are 60% of the agents are gone within the first two years, and it's if you just push through that next barrier, if you just last another year and you kind of find your ground, you'll there you, you tends to be opportunities or uh, business just around the corner. So it's nice to see that you guys had that and you pushed yeah, through yeah. that two years because had you not, what you built would not be in existence because you guys threw in the towel. For sure, for sure. No, so then for the the new development, um, obviously along the way it's changed, I'm sure, in the last few years or things may have changed. Each development changes, each area develop or what, what areas are hot and what's not. How do you guys stay abreast of what's where's the good place to invest, where's not to invest, and how do you keep up to date for your investors? Because for people who don't know, Toronto is a very now heavily condo-built community. Yeah. Um, how, how do you guys stay up to date with that? Um, we always tell people that we, every single day, our clients, our number one, the, the reason you come to us is because of our relationships with the developers um, more than anything else. It's, it's the single thing that sets us apart from our, our competitors. It's what we have that the next guy does. Um, we're constantly meeting developers. This week is lined up just meeting developers and, and next week is meeting developers and, and meeting the, uh, the people who are seeing these trends and talking about the trends. And, um, we're always meeting these kinds of people, and we rely on these people to, to give us the information. Um, the, the company called RealNet, for example, um, they are, I, I guess that you guys get your information from Trev, uh, we get our information from RealNet. Um, we meet with them every, uh, every couple of months, and they give us an update on, here's what's happening here, the rental rates are good, here the, here the sales numbers are good. Um, these are developers that are, you know, showing showing good good signs. All that sort of stuff is is coming from the people who track it. See, the other side is, of course, Ryan is when you're in the when you're in it, you know it. Yep. And, and it, I mean, this is all we do. I mean, sort of eat, breathe, drink Toronto real estate <laughs> reconstruction. So it's kind of a very difficult question to even answer because it's just it's just something you. We just keep our ears to the ground. I, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the answer. We just, we just know. Yeah. Uh, we know the 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 intersections. We know uh, what what the city has plans for that particular intersection. I mean, just as an example, Young and Eglinton. We know what's happening in Young and Eglinton. Yeah. We knew what was going to go. We knew what was going to happen at Regent Park. We know what's happening at you know, Bloor and Sherborne, for example. I mean, you know, people who are outside of Toronto will be like, you know, what what. Is, I don't know where that is or what that is. <laughs> it's just when you're in it, you, you know it. So, yeah. you know, we just keep our ears to the ground. Yeah, I like legally I'm licensed to sell in, in Ontario and I could sell condos in Toronto. I have no, I, I couldn't even tell you the first thing about selling a Toronto condo and I wouldn't want to. And for the same reason, an investor would want to invest with you and not invest with me because I don't know the first thing about selling a condo in Toronto. So obviously they want to work with you, you know it, and it just perpetuates it further. Yeah, exactly, and that's you know, and we've always, I think anybody with any kind of business acumen knows that you have to have some kind of niche. Um, yeah. You know, you've you've heard the the general practitioner versus 
brain surgeon analogy a million times. So it's not something that we need to kind of reiterate, but it's um, just having that specialization and being known for something is is huge for us because when people, when our clients think condo, um, that's that's they, we're, we're the ones who come to mind. So that's 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 why it's so important. And I want to talk about getting the clients and how that process works. But I have a quick question before that, before we move on to that is for you, I know, not for you, but I know a lot of agents who maybe get into new development, whether it's condos, whether it's homes, and they have almost an insecurity and they say, well, why would a a consumer want to work with me when they could go directly to the builder themselves? So what's your response to that? And what (laughs) do you say to the the consumers when they say, why would I work with you versus going directly to the builder? That answer is so, that that question is so easy to answer in Toronto. (laughs) In Toronto, different in different in um, outside of Toronto because the Toronto market is so unique. Um, in in the Toronto market, um, the developers um, kind of prioritize their agents. They they have like their, their list of agents. So the first list of agent is called what they call a platinum agent. Okay. A platinum agent is um, an agent who typically solely works on uh, pre-construction condominiums. There's maybe 15, 25 platinum level agents in the city. Um, typically speaking, platinum level agents get the first access uh, to sell condominiums in Toronto. And the, the best, you know, there's 50 launches in the city. Uh, there's five that everybody wants to buy into. Right. Um, so the, these key ones, um, the ones that we, you know, the investor heavy ones, um, they will launch out to the platinum agents first. So unless you're working with one of these platinum agents, you're not going to be able to buy in this project. It's invite only. It's an exclusive group. Um, the platinum agents spend a lot of time making sure that the platinum agents stay platinum agents. Um, and then moving down the line, as they go, as they, you know, some, once the platinum agents have sold, they'll move to what's called the VIP agent. The VIP agent is two, 300 agents in the city. Um, they're on a database that have sold for a developer in the past. Um, and typically what happens as they go through these stages, uh, they will increase prices, they will remove incentives. Um, so the best time, 95% of the time to buy, is right at the beginning with a platinum agent. So... By working with us, um, not only are you getting proper advice in terms of paperwork and, and all the rest of it, and investment advice on where to buy and uh, the best suites to buy and the floor plan elements to, to avoid and all the rest of it, but you're also actually saving money. Um, we've seen prices increase as little as $1,000 between the stages and as much as $60,000 between the stages. You can buy two weeks later at a condominium and pay $60,000 more. Wow. Uh, we've seen this time and time again. Yeah, you're buying leftovers. Um, so there's a financial reason. Um, it's, a, it's a great story for us to tell clients. It's a, it, it articulates it very easily and why you should use us uh, versus walking in sales center. Um, in the city of Toronto, if you're walking into a sales center without an agent, you're too late. There, five, <laughs> there's five stages before you um, that have already sold. You're paying significantly high. You're buying the leftovers. Um, so that, that one's... Because uh, there's certain, certain things that we can go in with and negotiate with the developers. The key, the key thing here is Ryan is that is we we have the reason why someone should go to us, come to us to buy is because we have that relationship. And I'll take it a step further. It's not just the the, the platinum status. I hate the term, but it's the, the platinum status is. It's also the developers being able to share with us what they have planned for. Right. So even even before they introduce it to the market, even before renderings are in a brochure we sometimes even get to see renderings wire drawings floor plate um floor plans even and and 
there's been times where developers have actually um, asked for our feedback. Okay, what is happening on the ground level? What do you think? Does this floor plate make sense? Do these floor plans make sense? Do this um, mix of suites make sense? Does the amenity make sense? What's going on in this? That, that kind of thing. So wow. they're, trying, they're trying to gauge or at least get a, a solid grasp of what's actually happening on the ground level. And um, really the platinum group of agents in terms of uh, level of knowledge and sophistication, uh, they're a pretty good, good bet that they're going to give a very, very good indication of where the project is going to go. Wow. And I guess that makes sense because if you guys have the lion's share of the investors, you know what they want, what they're looking for, and what's important to them. And if you can help cater to the lion's share, it's the 80-20 rule. If you guys have 80% of the investors, they're going to want to make sure that those 80% of the investors get what they want. And if they can make everybody happy, everybody wins. The developers win, you guys win, and the consumers win. Yes, exactly. So do you guys invest yourself then? We do. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um we are we're pretty heavily invested in the pre-construction market. Um, we when we when we are an invest uh, we don't we can't invest in every project we sell. Um, but when we when we do invest in a project we sell, uh, we make sure the buyers are aware of it. And right. It does become a very powerful selling tool as well. Um, when they see you putting your own money into a project, um, it you know the, the the investment makes a lot of sense and it has made a lot of sense for a long time. Um, if you work with good builders and buy good floor plans and, uh, you know, you buy and get a price that makes sense, um, then the investment makes a lot of sense. Right. So, uh, if obviously, I mean, other than having that platinum status, you're obviously going to attract investors just because of that. But what are you guys doing to attract more investors or the right investors? Because this business is a lead generation business and yep. obviously the lifeblood of, of your business is investors. So how do you get those investors or how do you get more of those investors? The million-dollar question, right? <laughs> um, you know, we are, and I've said this a number of times, we're an online business. Okay. We Everything we do is online. Um, if you ever want to, I, I've heard people talk about Gen Y and what's happening. We are a Gen Y team. Everything we do is Gen Y, from the way we communicate with our clients from the, to the way we generate leads. Um, the website, our website, talkcondo.com, is the biggest source of our, our leads. Um, for the most part... To this day, um, when, when we started TalkCondo.com four or five years ago, 2010 now, so um, we did it on a on a shoestring budget. Um, it was done with a lot of a lot of sweat, a lot of hard work. Um, it was all done by me and Amit, you know, sitting in sitting in a room 12 hours a day, getting the content out there. And it's uh, you know we really really buy into the content marketing uh, side of things. Um, Dean Jackson uh, talks about education-based marketing it's that's that's really what we what we went for um, educating the buyers on the website they see that you're credible they seem that you know what you're talking about um, and then they'll come to you and say you know what we want to buy with um, and when they trust you and they believe that you're credible um, everything else is is so much easier after that yeah. and it's it's putting the work up front and expecting the results later and so many people expect the results up front and then want to do the work later. And I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in, in farming. We were just talking before we sh uh, started recording about, yeah. I just started a farm in September and we got our first listing and the lady, we'd been educating her, doing reports for her and 
we walked in. It was the easiest listing presentation. She said, okay, yep, what's the price? Yep, I agree. Okay, what's the commission? Yep, okay, great. Because we prepped her, and literally we, this is the first time we sat down with her. We, we've met her when we were dropping off the reports and stuff, but she was educated. She knew who we were. She knew we could trust. she could trust us, and it made it that much easier. So a lot of agents are afraid to build the website, take the time, and do the content marketing because they want the next deal in the next week. So it's yes. great to see you guys do that. You know what we when we started it, it was um, I remember to this day the, the first lead that came through the through the website when we built it. Um, I remember his name. I remember the meeting with him. <laughs> he, he never he never actually bought with us. Um, but but you know that it was a big milestone for us. Um, it took us uh, it was six months, and I think that's a number that I've heard over and over and over again when you when you work on a new um, new system. It was six months from the time that we we started the website uh, to the time that we signed our first deal. Um, after that, it was a snowball. Um, it, you know, we we spent uh, like I, I remember we we worked on the, through the dis month of December, and that first that first month, it was literally uh, in the mor in the office first thing in the morning, leaving the one shutting off the lights, um, having a you know a list of things that I had to get done. Once they were done, I'd go to bed and then and start again the next morning. But it was it wasn't easy, and that and that's you know I think a lot of agents are looking for that silver bullet. Yeah, and, and it doesn't exist. It's it's hard work. It's it's following a plan. Um, you know, most agents today know what they need to do. Um, it's not it's not what you know. If you can't find inspiration in in you know, you look at your channel. You go to YouTube.com/slash/TheNicheAgent. You've got 50 hours worth of content on what they should be doing. It's not you know what to do. It's it's are they doing it? Um, <laughs> I, I I you know in in terms of for us. I don't think the website or the stuff that we did was was the reason for our, our success. I really don't. I think that the, one of the biggest things that we and I, I think one thing I can get across to to listeners is the biggest thing is being around the right people at the right time and having accountability partners. Like accountability partners are the single biggest thing to our success. You kickers. Now, we, are you guys each other's accountability partners, or do you have? We have both. Yeah. When when we started, no. Yeah. Um, uh, when we started, we our broker broker at the time was was an awesome. He, he you know, we you said because you, awesome. you set a plan. You know, you know, in order to do X number of deals, you have to do you know X Y Z. You said you was going to do X Y Z, but you're not doing it. Why are you not doing it? The biggest thing, the biggest thing for us was the way I explained to people is um, prior to 2010, we were just realtors, but 2010 we became businessmen. Yeah, really. Because that was when we started thinking about, okay, you know what, we, we all went to university. We both even learned this stuff. We need to apply what we learned in school and business. Why, why are we being, you know, morons about it? it but it was, it was that direction that he gave us. Um, you know, you need to have a marketing plan. You need, you need to actually write this stuff down. You need to follow through with it. If you have a set target of uh, activities, key activities that you need to do this week, this month, this year, you need to do them, and that was one That's of the, the big problem. It's not it's not what to do or how what to do or how to do because that knowledge is all there. Yeah. If you if you can't find that on the internet today in this day and age that we're living in, um, it's it's not that it's okay. This is what I'm going to do, and this is we're actually doing it. It's the consistency of doing it, um, and that's a theme that we see a hundred times over with speaking to a lot of the the, the other top agents that we work with. Um, everyone knows knows what to do. It's it's actually doing it, and, and yeah. if you if you struggle to do it find someone that will kick your ass and make you do 
make you do it. And, that, and that's that. Honestly, that, that's that's a huge, huge, huge part of it. Um, we we wouldn't be here today without without some people, you know, giving us some hard truths at the right time. Yeah. And, and honestly, that that's a, that's a massive part. And I think the other key element too is that you found a niche and you focused on it. And I see so many because I work as a productivity coach in the office. And I see so many agents trying the next best thing and the newest thing or this thing and that thing, or they try to do 10 things because they think they're afraid they're going to miss out on a piece of each of those pies. And I would say, take a bigger piece of one pie because yep. you're never going to get all of it. And when you, when you focus and when you really understand the value of focusing, you can give it all and you can spend the 12 hour days and go home, go in early, stay late. And you know, it's actually building something. Whereas if you're spending yourself out, you're not building anything. You're just spending your time. You know, you know, we've all been there, and I've been there. Um, you know, I, that that when we started saying no to clients, saying no to that first client was the hardest thing we ever did. It was it was tough, and you you know you know you're building towards something, but um, turning clients down, it, you know, it's never easy. Not turning, you know, referring them out or whatever it is, but that first one is is always difficult. Uh, you know, but it, it's it's an important step. Um, we did have the luxury at the time; there was two of us. So while we well, I was focus on building the new brand, um, you know, and it would work with the clients um, that were that were we were working with at the time. Um, so we were able to finish the deals off before we, you know, kind of went gung ho. Yeah, we didn't we didn't like completely turn off resale. We we had to sort of phase it out slowly. Yeah. So but yeah, yeah completely phased out. I mean any 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 even large resale transactions we, we just we we just we much rather put our focus and attention on what we know, what we're good at, and where we where we can see the biggest benefit, and we just pass that on. It's and so it, easy now. The clients appreciate that too when they really absolutely a true client. They understand that that's what you do, and that's why they're hiring you, and that's why they're willing to work with you because that is all you do, and they don't need to worry that you're going to go try to sell a commercial building or a bungalow, tear down bungalow or whatever because they're hiring you to do. What they hired you to do. I've done a commercial transaction. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Don't ask me how, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, but you, like you mentioned, you, 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 well, going back to what you original question was in terms of how we built the business and you know marketing and bringing people in. Um, I kind of veered off when I was talking about you know the hard work, but we, uh, the reason I was saying you that is because we built business without spending a penny on it. Um, we didn't. We never paid for pay per click. Um, it, we did all the we did all the content, um, and for four years we didn't spend a penny on on the wow. website. Uh, well, outside of the hosting, you know, the the yeah. the, the, the basic. Um, it's only this past twelve months that we've reinvested into the business, um, and I think that's a great message for a lot of agents because it can be done. And uh, we did it at a time when we didn't have the you know the money to invest into the business. Um, we did it with hard work and a proper direction and and. Uh, you know, we knew what we wanted to write about, when we wanted to write about it, and that's that's the area that we really focus on—that content marketing. Um, I think the other side is is that rather than calling it what we initially called our business, AmitandRoy.com, we we took the other big decision we took was to not call it our names, call it something completely different. Uh, so that was a big decision, and I and I think we obviously it's it's, it's way more marketable that way. Yeah, and we can also um, make it appear bigger than it, you know, even bigger than it can ever be. Right, you know, it could, it's it's like an entity. You know, it's like a 
we can morph it into anything. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, the, the decision that we took. I'm a huge believer in branding yourself out of it and branding the business not around your name and not around your face. Um, yeah. Dean Jackson, we talked about, um, he talks about the Siegfried and Roy and uh, the Blue Man Group. And Siegfried and Roy, multi-million dollar show, one of them gets mauled by a tiger and the entire show is gone. Blue Man Group, you have no idea who those guys are and they're replaceable and they built a massive thing that can be anywhere at any time. And you guys are working towards that, which is the same model. Is it's not about you. It's about the condos and it's about the yeah. consumer. And when you put that first, the consumers will flock to it because it's you're giving what they want, not what you, not your face and not your name. That's an amazing analogy, by the way. Like when he said that, on the on the podcast, I re- rewound it. I listened to it five times, and I told <laughs> that man. I was like, you, he you told gotta... me, and he told me the line. I remember it was like what three months ago. Two, yeah, two, it was. Yeah. Ago, yeah, great analogy, an awesome analogy. Yeah, I, I'm. I believe that it actually was um, E-Myth revisited. I don't know if you guys have read the book. That totally changed my whole philosophy on business and, and real estate. And I read it just prior to getting into the business, and I knew right from the beginning I didn't want it to be about myself. I've never branded me into my stuff. My name's there. Even yeah. the niche agent, it's not Ryan Smith. It's the niche agent. It's about the, the, the topic and not me. So it's great to see yeah. you guys doing that. So for you guys then, where do you see the future of this going for you guys? Because you mentioned building it bigger than that and, and spending more money into the business. Where do you see the future of talkcondo.com going? I think I, I think um, we're, we're always, uh, the, the big challenge that we have is we've all only got 24 hours in a day. There's only so much you can do. Um, I think in terms of what we were able to do with, with the resources that we had, um, I don't think it was physically possible to do more more business. Right. I think um, what we're what we're trying to, what we're trying is is using more technology to, to leverage our time better. Um, we've invested heavily in the website, so you know to, to bring more people through. We think the new design is significantly better than it was. Uh, but the the real magic of what we do now is is not is nothing that you see. It's all behind the scenes. It's once you once you put your email address on, on our website, that's that's when the magic happens. Um, so we're we're looking at more automated systems behind the scenes. Um, we're, we're looking at more systems to uh, you know get our message out there, which is what we talked about. Why you should be buying a condo with us versus the everyday agent, getting that message out there. So you know what technology are available for that. Um, we're, we're looking very very heavily into to doing a weekly webinar or a bi-weekly webinar where we're able to share this message with a with a you know a large group. Um, there's only so you know if if I book my you know day head to toe, um, I can maybe do five meetings, um, and that's running all over the place. And um, you know this way I can do a meeting with 50 people sat you know in my pajamas essentially and 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 share that message with, with a lot. So you know all these sorts of, sorts of things. And you know I, I mentioned earlier we are we are true Gen Y realtors. Um, so we're, we're trying to use these technologies to the to the fullest advantage, and, and I think I actually do think um, clients appreciate that as well. Um, if they can if they can learn the same information sat at home, I I, I genuinely believe they would rather do that um, as opposed to dragging them downtown where they have to find parking and all the rest of it. <laughs> the, the other side of it is is that we we we, we for the first time we've uh, been able to have a system in place where. We're, we're, we're now able to expand our territories, so we make Talk Condo bigger, and that's, an, that's another area that we're, we're exploring. It is a possibility. Uh, we did, towards the tail end of 2014, 
um, for the first time, go outside of Toronto um, approach to developer. Um, that hasn't panned out as yet, but you know what? Um, you know, never say never. Uh, and we're going to do more of the same this year. So, so moving forward, obviously our main main focus is Toronto, um, but uh, we are exploring uh, outside. I think I think you'll like this. We're starting to niche within the niche. Awesome! I'm a fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> so it's um, uh, I think uh, you know I'm I'm really excited about the luxury sector in pre-construction condos. Um, there's a huge market right now. It's 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 really brimming now of people who are downsizing outside of the big homes and they want to come into the city and buy those luxury condos. And mm -hmm. I, I think uh, not today, um, but very 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 soon, uh, that market's going to be a huge market. Yeah. We've got some. We've got some stuff on the go. Yeah. So we we we're all. If you take me as guys who would have stuff on the go, so that's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So can you share uh, one last piece of advice for our listeners then, if if they're thinking about breaking into the new construction market, or if they're already in and they want to take their business to the next level? You, you know, um, it's it, the game is always uh, lead generation. I think I think the best, the best form of lead generation um, is is education based lead generation, um, if you can educate your, your buyer on why they should be buying X over Y, um, they're automatically going to believe in, believe in your credibility and, and it just makes life so much easier. Um, the more you can educate, um, we've just invested very heavily in, a, in an education section of the website um, where that's the, the entire focus. It's not about projects, it's not about uh, anything except for learning about this investment vehicle and I, I think that's the best um, the best tool that we found um, that works, and it, and it works across any industry, whether it's pre-construction, whether it's real estate, whether it's selling uh, anything. You know, it, it, it's being able to educate your buyer is is paramount, and if you can do that, that that's half the battle. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, so what's the best way for our uh, listeners to check out what you guys are up to if they want to see what you're doing with Talk Condo then? Right on the website, um, we update it regularly. Um, guys can always connect with us on Facebook, always on Twitter, talk at Talk Condo, uh, or you, you can even email us. You know, we're, we're, we'd love to share, we'd love to discuss. If you have any questions, let us know. Amit at TalkCondo.com. My brother's Roy at TalkCondo.com. Yeah, let us know what you think. Great. We'll put those in the show notes then for our listeners. And again, if they have investors looking to invest in Toronto and condos, refer them to you guys because I don't know anything about them. I'd send you my stuff and they'd be stupid not to if I'm not a platinum investor, so <laughs> I'd have to send them to you too. We'd love to work Am with back? you. Am I back? Yes, you are. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We'd love to work with you. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it and it's awesome to see just a different business model and how you guys are doing it and it's great to see families working together and just to see what you guys are up to. Awesome. So thanks, thanks for being on. Great. Thank, Thank you very much. Bye. Take care. Bye.